Welcome to the World Art Now podcast, exploring the world through the material culture of its people, in association with Michael Backman Limited. Hi, it's uh, it's Michael Backman, and I'm here today with Yolanda Boss and Yolanda. Hello. Hello, Yolanda <laughs> is the author of a new book called Paint It Black. A biography of coal containers. Firstly, congratulations. Thank you very uh, much. As an author myself, I know how hard it is to get a book done and out and published. So it's a, it's a fantastic job. It's not a small book either. It's quite a quite a large book, for for what one would think is quite a niche area. How did you get involved or interested in coal containers? And also, you should explain what they are. Okay. Yes. Let's explain what they are first. They're um, actually I like to think any material culture related to the use of or the practice of using coal to decorate your eyes with. So it's like a, the eye paint and they're the containers the eye paint gets put into. Yes. Am I explaining that right? Yes, no, that's, that's absolutely <laughs> so, fine. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So um, I'm an archaeologist. Yes. Uh, Egyptian archaeologist. E- Egypt is my, uh, is my specialty. Right. And very early on, while researching uh, in Egypt, I found these containers for coal. So you mean like ancient ones? Ancient so, ones, okay. yes, ancient right. ones. Right. And I got really interested. And then at one time I was excavating in the Egyptian desert. Um, and a woman came up to me and she said, okay, do you, want to, do you want to see my house? And we got into a discussion and she said, okay, this is my coal container. And then I get really interested. And um, <clears throat> she, she actually gave me one. So that was the first one. It's in the book as well. Oh, <laughs> of oh lovely. Course. <laughs> oh, that's really lovely. That's very personal. And that's, what, that's how it started. So I that's, see. That's when I, I started see. collecting or looking at different... Right, right. So can you... Um, First of all, what, what is coal itself like? What's it made from? A whole lot of different materials. Oh, really? Okay. So I call it coal because, because of, you know, just <clears throat> to be able to talk about it really mm. easily. Mm. But it holds a lot of different materials. Sometimes lamp black is used. Oh. So you, you burn a wick and then you put something over it and the black that comes from burning the wick gets right. scrapes off right. and is right. used for coal but you can also use lead sulfides and um, copper oxides so there's a lot of metal that right. is used to right. produce coal but also like simple burnt materials so the variety of materials that is used to produce coal is very is very big. And are there regional differences, say, say between, say, North Africa, the Middle East, and India? D- does it vary? Uh, On the material. Yes, yes, for the definitely. coal. Okay, yeah. right, right. So that varies as well. And actually, a lot of the an- products that were used in ancient Egypt are still used. So it's very oh, nice gosh. to see that they... And yes. actually, they were used not only to decorate yourself, but also to um, protect yourself, for instance, from the glare of the sun oh. or... Uh, as some researchers recently found out, uh, also the coal actually um, diverts flies. So um, oh. it's really, it's actually very, it's in a way healthy to put it on. So you can, you don't get, you don't catch eye diseases really easily. Right, right, right. And and, and we always associate coal or the sort of eyeliner with, with women wearing it. Are there any cultures where men oh, wear it? Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Oh, actually all over the area. So my, my book is centers on North, 
North Africa, West Asian yes. regions. Yes. And everywhere there, men, both men and women, use it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, right. You know, men use it less. Yes. But uh, and especially in modern cultures. Yes. But in but you know in the old days, both men and women would use it. What was an occasion where men would wear? Would they wear it, say, like at a wedding, just as much as a as a woman would? Um, or, yes. Right. Uh, but <clears throat> also, well, actually, I'm not really sure, but I think also on a daily basis, although. Oh. Um, it's for instance, there's a practice of wearing cold during Ramadan after praying. Ah. So there's a lot of ritual aspects of coal. Um, right. And what is nice actually is that there are some cultures uh, that don't allow men to wear uh, jewelry. For yes. instance, Oman, and they have um, they have specific coal containers that are made for men, made out of silver, resembling a bullet. So they can yes. actually carry it as if it was yes. a weapon. Yes, I've seen those. Yes. Have you seen them? Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So there's a... And I'm not sure if some of them... It's really difficult to distinguish. This is the only this is the only time I was able to distinguish between male and female coal containers, if you can say something oh, like that. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. So, I mean, when I've seen the, the bullet... Mm -hmm. shaped Omani um, coal containers, I thought they were repurposed, but you're saying that no. in fact they're, they're not actually bullets, they're no. just simply shaped yes. like a bullet for a man. Yes. That's that's incredible, I had yeah. no idea, that's yeah. really interesting. And they can wear it, you know, there's, they yes. have the beautiful chains on them. Right, so, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like jewellery for men, which is yes. sort of forbidden. Exactly. Uh, to a degree, yeah. but then it's a way of a getting away. If it's a weapon, you can... Of course, of course. Yeah. And, and in fact, I've often thought that, um, you know, really stunning weapons that men wear are often just jewellery for men. Exactly, Some, yes. some of them are just so impractical <laughs> yes. and bejeweled that they're, they're nothing other than jewellery. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Um, how interesting. So in terms of what, what are the other materials that a lot of uh, uh, coal containers are made for? Um, what are some examples going from various culture to culture? Okay, so it's different. There are in Morocco, for instance, there are a lot of wooden coal containers. Right, right. But uh, so in Oman or in Saudi Arabia, it's often made of silver. But there's also in North Africa, there's silver coal containers. And then there are lots of. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure how to pinpoint them, but I think that um, in nomadic cultures or Bedouin cultures tend to use like cushioned coal <clears throat> containers that you can hang somewhere. Oh. Whereas sedentary or, or, or more city-like coal containers right. are the flasks that you can put down or you can put on right, your... Right. And they're made of a variety of different materials. So you can have silver, um, a textile right. with glass <coughs> containers mm -hmm. in, in the textile cushions. Mm. You have wood, so lots of nuts, little yes, hollowed yes, out yes. pits and nuts. Seeds, I suppose. Seeds, large, which yes, what a exactly. nut is, yes. Yeah. Uh, what about, say, terracotta or wood? Also used, uh, wood, right. wood is used in Morocco a yes. lot, and terracotta, especially in uh, in ancient times, they used terracotta also, uh, but right. but also in, in, uh, in you know, semi-modern <clears throat> settings. Mm. What about in West Asia? What are some examples, say, in India and Pakistan? India and Pakistan have a lot of bronze ah. and silverwares as well. Although the book doesn't quite cover the the Indian uh, the Indian continent, I've, I've left it alone because it's okay. so diverse and yeah, I, yes. I, yeah. it's very difficult to to get a, to get information right. on different materials from right. there. Though from sometimes the you, you see mango shaped. Uh, yes. I think there might be one in the book, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and that's because uh, mangoes in West Asia are often associated with like monsoon and fertility and prosperity, yeah. and 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 they're quite voluptuous. So they're they're quite a feminine form. 
Mm. It's interesting to see that all the um, the symbolism in these things right. is right. just so diverse, and uh, it relates to well, religion. It relates to weddings. To yes. Yes, and also ceremonies. Yeah. I, I suppose also in these cultures, because they're pri pri uh, primarily they're primarily uh, Islamic, although yeah. not not exclusively, and of course a lot of the women uh, would have been veiled, and only their eyes perhaps mm -hmm. were visible. So it's yeah. the one thing, uh, the one sort of area of, of overt self-expression and, and decoration that they can get away with, perhaps, yes. <laughs> uh, along with I suppose hindering their hands and so on. Um, but you also see children actually oh, yes. uh, right after birth they have this practice to um, mark um, uh, the eyebrows and the eyes of children with coal ah, as a protection yes. against evil or the evil right. eye if you like so right so right. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of magical protection in the use of coal as well. Oh, it's very interesting because, in fact, I have a friend and she's uh, Ethiopian and she uh -huh. showed me a picture of herself the other day as a baby yeah. and uh, she had her eyes were, were, were absolutely, black. you know, black and, uh, um, and and not just a little bit but, but very wide oh, lines. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So and it, it, you could tell it had a talismanic or a protective type sort of reason also, behind that. The, uh, I know of a study... Um, people who, who analyzed the chemistry in some of these coal products right. um, and the lead sulfides which led to us doesn't really sound like a good material to put no. anywhere near you no. <laughs> but um, it is believed that or they analyzed it anyway as such or they researched it as such that if you put it on your eyes the combination of the lead with the skin causes an antibacterial uh, oh. Remedy, so eye right. diseases actually have less. Oh, okay, effect. that's interesting, yeah. and that's important for small babies. That would too. be for babies also yes. be interesting yes. because the flies, you know, if they ah, yes. a lot of the eye diseases are transmitted by flies, so the flies right. they land on right. as well. Right, right. So it has a practical use as well, apart from the so ritual use. In your research, uh, doing this book, it was the one outstanding finding that you came across where, which really surprised you? Is there one thing that you can sort of pinpoint and sort of say, my God, I didn't know that. Uh, well, actually I started, well, this is, I started out wanting to write um, um, a catalogue of the collection that I had gathered over yes, the years, yes. which I, I wanted to, sh to share with other people. Yeah. And as I was doing that, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to a library and just pick out a book on coal containers and I'm going to read through it. And then I know some background of the material that I have. Mm. Uh, mm. And it turned out that I just couldn't put, I just couldn't pull one book. No one had ever done it. <laughs> no yeah. one had ever done it. So this it. is really the world's first and yes. only book. And it's really weird yes. as well, because also in ancient Egypt, there's no one book no. on coal container. Oh, right, right. I thought that was that was really funny, but uh, that's apart from apart right. from me <laughs> from me so writing it's, it's, the book. But. It's actually the world's best book ever of written. Course. Oh, it's, yes. it's <laughs> the the of course, it's also the only one. one. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, it, there's a lot of photos, and there's it, it, it's a big book, and it's a hardcover. It's a, it's it's well produced. Um, and there's a lot of pictures of, of uh, uh, there's maps as well, which is terribly important to show. Um, you know where these things come from exactly, and so on. Uh, but um, there's a plenty of pictures of of them being used in context as as well. And I um, like the I like the details too. I yes. like the fact that um, I took a lot of pictures showing details of coal containers because I thought yes. it was important too. Yeah, the the context and, so, and yes. also the beadwork I can see and and, yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah. So. Um, 
Now that you've done this book, what are you going to do next? <laughs> What's next? Yes. I'm working on a book on face fills um, because I'm collecting face fills as well. And, uh, oh, 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 okay, the veils that women yes, wear. Exactly. Right, okay. And there's enough variation region-wise to... That would be quite a stunning book, actually. Uh, oh, I can't wait for that. That's exciting. <laughs> we'll have to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. <laughs> right. And so will that cover, is that the Middle East or North Africa or, or uh, where else? Ottoman, maybe? Um, yeah, well, actually the same area. So North okay. Africa, West right. Asia, and that's right. where I'm... Fantastic. I look forward to that as well. well. I can't wait to, to finish reading this one. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, That's well, been really no interesting. Problem. Yeah, and congratulations. I think it's so important that people are prepared to put their time, money and effort into researching these niche areas when, in this sort of era when, uh, you know, with, with social media and the internet and so on, the world seems to be sort of sinking into this sort of element of sameness and a lot of people are forgetting uh, their material culture and, 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 you know, their own personal histories and background and so on. It's being wiped out really quickly within a generation or yes, two. So it's really important that, that uh, authors like you are, are recording you. this before it's forgotten. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to the World Art Now podcast in association with Michael Backman Limited. To hear more, visit worldartnow.com.